0: And welcome to the Conservative Atheist Podcast. I'm your host, the Conservative Atheist, and we're going to be discussing the, some of the hottest, controversial, and in many cases considered taboo topics. We cover every issue you've ever considered, and several you haven't even thought of, from the unique perspective of a Conservative Atheist. Enjoy! Enjoy! And welcome back to the Conservative Atheist Podcast. I'm your host, the Conservative Atheist, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host.
1: Brighter Later. Hey, guys.
0: And today we're talking about Nick Fuentes going to Mar-a-Lago and having, I believe it was lunch, with Donald Trump. And uh, what the fallout might be from that and all the implications. Uh, I'm not really sure why that happened or how it happened, but uh, apparently it happened. Uh, Brighter Later knows a little bit more about this than I do. I just recently found out about it. Uh, To be honest with you folks, I tripped and fell and uh, messed myself up pretty good. And so I'm going to be, I'm not, I'm going to be a little bit, I'm going to to let him take the reins, I think a little bit for this show. I'll still talk, but I'm definitely not, uh, I definitely feel like I've had my ass kicked and that just because I have had my ass kicked. So we'll let, uh, I'll let him go ahead and fill us in on the details. It's all yours.
1: Thanks. Yeah, I I should say that a uh, prefacing this that uh, I've always been particularly interested in kind of these more dissident right communities and uh, Nick Fuentes has kind of been at the epicenter of it and I have probably paid attention to him since 2019 and a big thing that I think is worth noting is that uh, people have kind of uh, questioned whether or not his star is rising. I think uh, when he was on YouTube in 2019 uh, doing something called the Griper Wars where he basically would sabotage... <clears throat> right-wing kind of uh, Q and A's and just inundate them with white nationalist questions that got him a lot of salience and that ultimately led to his downfall and that he got kicked off of YouTube. And I think his biggest thing now is he goes live on something, or I guess his own kind of uh streaming platform called cozy TV. And he gets a couple thousand views. Yeah. So,
0: Cozy.TV.
1: Yeah. So people have always kind of wondered if his stars ultimately rising or falling. And, uh, obviously given that he got to meet with Donald Trump, it seems that it's on the rise, but, uh,
0: well, you know, let me jump in. I, I I try not to judge people based on what other people say, no matter how bad they say the person is or what the rumors are spread about the person. I always try to see what the person's really about uh, myself. And so I've gone on Cozy TV, Cozy.tv, and I've listened to him and I've listened to some of the other people that are that are broadcasting on Cozy.tv. And I've listened to, uh, I've paid attention to the, what's going on in the uh, in the chat under the videos, uh, and it has people like um, some of the broadcasters are Baked Alaska, um, Ethan Ralph, and a few you know somebody called Beards and Beardly. It's this little tiny guy with a giant beard, um, and a few others. And it's basically just a bunch of knuckleheaded jackasses saying stupid shit and uh and and that includes nick fuentes and baked alaska and beards and beardly and of course ethan ralph that that goes without saying he hasn't said an intelligent word since i've since i've seen him but uh yeah I, I gave them a chance i gave them several chances to see if maybe there was something more to them more substance and there's just not
1: yeah i i definitely concur with that and uh i should say that to they went on clubhouse uh I guess during the during all of this and uh, just wanting to see what the kind of shithead white nationalist rapers were saying. And they were basically saying that, uh, oh, well, this shows that uh, the kind of effect we're having because, and one of them said something to the effect of, you know, I've had so many conversations of Ollie and Ollie's obviously talking to Nick Fuentes and Nick Fuentes is talking to the president. So that shows how important we all are, which... Is is kind of the most bullshit self aggrandizing stuff.
0: <laughs> well, and Ali Alexander is a scam artist, bullshitter, moron himself. So nobody can take him seriously. Nick Fuentes is obviously a closet case, and so is uh Ali Alexander. Al- although Ali Alexander has admitted to some homosexual activities, so he's not. I guess he's not that much in the closet.
1: Yeah, I guess he's also said that he's cured his homosexuality, which (laughs) 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 I don't buy. Was it
0: it a a, a tube of dick cream?
1: I don't. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So I I guess. uh,
0: If you notice, his teeth are very white.
1: uh... (laughs) Yeah. And uh, yeah, we have to wonder about his hair. Is that uh, that little Jerry curl?
0: Right, right. Is that a uh, something about Mary Jerry Cur- Jerry curl going on?
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. So I, I guess uh, prefacing it a little bit, uh, I guess Miley Anopoulos is now the campaign manager for uh, Kanye West, and I guess he's obviously had ties to Nick Fuentes. And sometime last week, we saw. We saw Miley Annopoulos and uh, Kanye West at a hotel in Beverly Hills. And we saw Nick Nick Fuentes is basically like a silhouette in the back. And people thought that he basically sabotaged them to get in to basically just drum himself up. And then there was a clip of them at the airport together, uh, I believe, in Miami. And then it came out that they were that they had dined together uh, with Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago. And I'm like, holy shit. (laughs)
0: So it was
1: Nick Fuentes and who? uh kanye west and milenopoulos wow but uh i should that
0: that, i gotta tell you that's really fucking stupid on on uh, donald trump's part i can see why they would want to dine with him i don't understand why he would dine with them
1: right well i think there's a couple uh before i kind of read the kind of the substance of the conversation i guess kanye west had said that uh he had agreed, Donald Trump had agreed to dine with him before he actually said all the crazy anti-Semitic stuff. I think the first one is like the DEFCON 3 tweet. Well, cancel it. <laughs> yeah. Which it does kind of bring up some some questions why he actually uh, still met with him. And uh, I don't know, we'll, we'll discuss that a little bit later. But as far as dinner itself, and I believe this happened, I think it was Wednesday of last week, so whatever, obviously today's the... 29th, so whatever Wednesday was, but uh, this is Axios kind of account of it, account of what happened through. Yeah, Wednesday,
0: of- Wednesday would have been the uh, 23rd.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So this is what Axios account. This is Axios account of it right after it, it released. It says behind the scenes, a source familiar with the dinner's conversation told Axios that Donald Trump seems very taken with Fuentes, impressed that the 24 four year old was able to rattle off statistics and recall speeches dating back to his 2016 campaign speech. Uh, Paraphrasing the conversation, the source said Fuentes told the president he preferred him to be authentic and that Trump seemed scripted and unlike himself during his recent 2024 announcement speech. Trump responded, you like it better when I speak speak off the cuff, the source said. Fuentes replied that he did, calling Trump an amazing president when he was unrestrained. There was a lot of fawning back and forth, the source added. Fuentes told Trump that he represented a side of Trump's base that was disappointed with his newly cautious approach, especially with, especially with what what some saw some far right activists view as a lack of support for those charged in the January 6th Capitol attack. Trump didn't disagree with Fuentes, but said he has advisors who want him to read off teleprompters and be more presidential. Notably, Trump referred to himself as a politician, which he has been uh, loath to do in the past. Fuentes also told Trump that he would cross potential 2024 Republican rivals in a primary, including uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Trump asked for Fuentes' opinion on other candidates, other candidates as well. Trump at one point turned to Yee and said, I really like this guy. He gets me, according to the source. To be honest, I don't believe the president knew who the hell Fuentes was, the source added. Trump's asked if Fuentes was on social media, such as uh, True Social, the former president's alternative to Twitter. Fuentes told Trump that he was on True Social, but it had been banned from the social media platform Getter because Trump advisor Jason Miller, the CEO of the company, wasn't a fan of his. Trump asked whether it was because Fuentes was on the fringe of his support base the source said fuentes acknowledged that he was saying he's one of the people who got banned from everything so that's i think there was also uh, a couple other things uh, kanye west at one point said that uh, or i think in his actual presidential announcement he said that uh, donald trump was really impressed with nick fuentes <laughs> wow there was also so
0: basically trump had had uh, had lunch with two homosexuals and a lunatic and I just wonder if Kanye West hit his uh, special helmet on, in case he hit his little head and and caused a self-arm. Yeah. Crazy as fuck, and, and you're gonna listen to uh, Kanye West, and you're gonna listen to Nick Fuentes, and of course Milo Yiannopoulos. He takes the he's he pretends to be far right. I'm not sure that he is, but he makes really good arguments. He's made good arguments even back when he lived in the UK. But I wonder how much of it, it is he just enjoys being a contrarian.
1: Right. Oh, can you hear me?
0: Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me?
1: Yes. Sorry, I cut off for a second. I, I wanted to read one. So I guess this meeting, it's not quite clear if all the, all the uh, I guess, everything that happened in it. I guess, uh, just to be clear, this was a dinner, and I guess this actually happened outside for everyone to see. Oh, dinner. Yeah. Yeah, wow. on some sort of patio, uh, which I guess was... Uh, visible to mar-a-lago i guess patrons but uh i guess it it wasn't really that amicable amicable and uh this is from NBC. it said kind of at the end of the dinner it said trump then grew animated about ye challenging him oh so donald i guess uh, uh prefacing it kanye west asked donald i guess kanye west is running for pre- trying to run for president or made an announcement <laughs> it, he did he, and he did <laughs> and he, he at one point in the dinner asked donald trump if uh, he would be his running mate <laughs> <laughs> <There>. <laughs> so listen listen to this though this is from NBC, it says trump then grew animated about ye challenging him you're not going to win you can't beat me trump told ye the source said nick you won." not yeah per- it oh, doesn't really matter <laughs> but yeah yeah kanye Nick and then it says, Nick, you worked for the guy, and just because you work for him, you're going to tell him he can beat me. You just got finished telling me I was the best president ever. <laughs> Ye said in this video said in his video debrief that Trump was angry. When Trump started basically screaming at me at the table, telling me I was going to lose, I mean, has it ever worked for anyone in history? The rapper said. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Trump. You're talking to Ye. <laughs> 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 Talking to a
0: fucking maniac. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I think the
1: most telling thing about,
0: oh man, so fucking crazy. I'm gonna run for, I'm gonna run for president. You're not getting anybody. You're not getting the black vote. You're not getting the the fucking white vote. You're not getting the Hispanic vote. You're not getting the lunatic vote. You're not getting anybody's vote.
1: Yeah, it's basically just a black pop star that's running as a deranged anti semite Christian nationalist. Right. Kid. Right. <laughs> I don't think many people are going to vote for that. And he ran in twenty. He ran in twenty twenty. Uh, in some states, I think he fucked up. He got on. He got on the primaries in some states, and he only mm-hmm. won a fraction of a percent in some states. I think his highest vote total is he got 05 percent of the po- of the popular primary vote in Tennessee. So
0: can, can you imagine this this country through all the shit we've been through? Had, uh, uh, President Kanye West. Oh no, he calls himself EA now. What a fucking retard! So, can you imagine President Kanye West coming out and these <laughs> all the crazy shit he would say? You'd never know what he was gonna say. Literally, crazy shit. I mean, just not not stuff, not provocative things, just crazy fucking shit that you'd never know what was gonna be.
1: Right. Which I said say that to. Uh, this is kind of the the question I had is that uh, so. Nick Fuentes goes to Mar a lago to meet with Donald Trump and tells him how great he is. Well, he's also a confidant of Kanye West who's running for president, you know? And <laughs> I guess Trump kind of discerned the kind of bullshit in this. They're like, wait, what the fuck? You said I'm the greatest president ever and you want me to run for something, but you're also came as an you also came in as an invited guest of Nick of Kanye West who's running for president. Like what the fuck is happening here?
0: You know? <laughs> <laughs> but whose fault is that? That's Donald Trump's fault.
1: Yeah. I think I should also say that, uh, I mean, I don't quite know what to what to think of a Donald Trump meeting with Kanye West. There's a part of me that's somewhat sympathetic with it because I I think that okay, well, Donald Trump doesn't give a shit. He he's kind of just going from his shoot from the hip, just doesn't give a shit, and he's meeting with this kind of unhinged Kanye West, meeting with unhinged Kanye West at his Mar a Lago, where everyone's going to see it. <laughs> And he just doesn't give a shit. And I guess that does make me respect Trump a little bit more, even though...
0: Yeah, but why would he he want to? That's the
1: question. I mean, if
0: uh, if I met with Kanye West for any reason, it would just be to goof on him.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of things that I was wondering about this, of why he actually, of why he went about meeting him. Part of me thinks, and uh, I guess Kanye West uh, went on Tim Pool, and he basically said that uh, he had... I guess he had arranged to meet uh, Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago uh, pre him saying a bunch of crazy shit.
0: Uh,
1: and I guess uh, it got delayed because I think Donald Trump decided to announce his presidential run. So they had to do it afterwards, which obviously was when the shit hit the fan, as far as him saying a bunch of crazy anti-Semitic stuff.
0: And that yeah. might've been why he said a bunch of crazy, that might've been what sparked it. He's like, Oh fuck Donald Trump's delay in my meeting with him. Uh, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go ham on the Jews. Yeah. <laughs> something snapped in his little brain
1: yeah that's right yeah i don't uh i i do kind of wonder why the hell he met with him and uh <laughs> there's so many different takes on it some people think that uh obviously what i mean you can look at the i'm looking at a lot of the just The major news sources and basically all of them are talking at nauseam or at least in the opinion pieces they're talking at nauseam about Donald Trump meeting with Nick Fuentes and it's not as much Kanye West
0: yeah
1: and I mean there's a couple things you could say to that one is that uh well it doesn't really matter because he openly had he had dinner openly with a crazy a guy who's saying unhinged anti-Semitic stuff so right what do you expect you know (laughs)
0: <laughs> if you want to sit around sit down with Kanye West and have a serious conversation, who are you not willing to sit down and have a serious conversation with?
1: Yeah, I'm yeah, that's a I mean I don't think he probably would have. It also could have been the reason why he met with Kanye West and this is where I guess I'm somewhat defending Donald Trump is that I mean the, the Republican Party really tried to court Donald, uh, court Nick Fuentes, or not Nick Fuentes, court uh, Kanye West because he had said some seemingly conservative things, and he's a really, really famous black person.
0: Any time a black person even slightly hints that they're leaning conservative or Republican, every Republican and conservative person immediately runs and gets down on their knees and starts kissing their ass. And I always tell people, calm the fuck down. Wait till he, they see. Wait till you see what this person is really all about. Colin Powell. Colin Powell. They used to actually forget about Colin Powell. Alan Keys. Um. Oh, Re- Reverend Jesse Jackson back in the eighties. Alan Keys. You probably don't know who Alan
1: Keys is, but Alan Keys was um, that the guy who uh, ran uh, against Obama in two thousand four? I I'm not sure.
0: He's he's been around for a long time smart guy but but oh, yeah. you know he's he's you know said that black people should have reparations and the way they should have reparations is they should never, never have to pay any taxes so but he's mostly conservative but on that issue he's like oh yeah black people should have reparations and just in a form of no taxes yeah the welfare for you know three and four generations isn't good enough but anyway at any rate that that aside so alan keyes jesse jackson everybody was like s- smooching all over jesse jackson because he seemed like a decent person back in the 80s um and then of course colin powell more recently you know colin powell is this the greatest guy in the world and then you know you got pictures of him and video of him with lewis farrakhan um and then of course uh, even the surgeon um what was the surgeon's name
1: Oh uh, Ben Carson.
0: No. Ben yeah. Carson. Yeah, no, no, Ben Carson. Even Ben Carson was caught hanging out and talking with the uh, <laughs> with, with Lewis Farrakhan. I mean, calm down, folks. I, I know you're desperate to get minorities, especially black people as conservatives, but calm the fuck down and, and, and make sure that they're actually what the what they're trying to appear to be. Don't yeah. Just, don't just get all wild and oh my god, a black conservative. Oh my goodness. I'm just going to immediately buy into it.
1: Yeah, I think the only thing that uh, I would kind of defend Donald Trump on here is that, I mean, it was literally the case that uh, you had so many—they're uh, kind of GOPs, like uh, normal sources of kind of drumming up, uh, I guess, drumming itself up. They were uh, they were endorsing Kanye West statements, uh, particularly right after he went on right after he went on Tucker Carlson and said. A lot of right-wing stuff and i think even even someone like ben shapiro said oh that shows uh 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 kanye west said a lot of good stuff there well obviously it was the problem was is that he also said a lot of crazy anti-semitic stuff and right like, Tucker carlson chose to uh, clip it out and just leave that out there which really fucked over <laughs> the <QOA. laughs> well it's kind of like uh you know back
0: during hurricane katrina he was on with michael byers not the not the crazy killer from the movie halloween with jamie lee curtis but michael is the actor and comedian and he was on and and they were doing a a fundraiser for the, the hurricane katrina victims and all of a sudden he says he either said george bush doesn't care about black people or george bush hates black people i think he said george bush doesn't care about black people yeah. Just out of the blue. No, it was nowhere. Michael Myers was all confused. He was like surprised. He didn't know what to say. Of course, who would? Because who would expect some stupid shit like that? And yeah. uh, then he went on stage and snatched the microphone away from uh, the girl that won the award. And uh, he's just done, he just does crazy shit after crazy shit after crazy shit after crazy shit. And so at this point, anybody that takes him seriously, I, I have a t- difficult time taking seriously.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I mean, there's a couple of points there, and I, I think it's probably stupid. Like you made, uh, just don't fall. Uh, just don't fall. Or I guess uh, anytime there's a there's a black Republican that has some prominence, don't defend them to the end degree. Wait till to what they actually have to say. You know, yeah, c- or,
0: calm down just, and, and and listen to them and get to know them and give it some time and actually know what they're all about before you just, you know, jump fucking feet first into it.
1: Yeah. But I think part of the, I, I mean, I guess defending Donald Trump to some extent here, I mean, it was literally the case that the Republicans defended him ad nauseum after he, or they were uh, throwing their support uh, uh, with, with him, like uh, ad nauseum right after he did the Tucker Carlson interview and then they just totally did the bri- they just they just hit the brakes on it right after he settled the crazy anti Semitic stuff, you know?
0: Right. Really so just- so okay. So let's 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 give everybody a free pass up to that point. From this point moving forward, if you don't know, then you, you you'll never know.
1: Yeah, I think there could have been a point where Donald Trump maybe was not that in tune to the media, and this is a black Republican that he obviously tried to court. Well, and uh, I guess the white, I guess well, he was in office, and maybe he just didn't adjust to it and there's also yeah, the fact yeah
0: i i don't think kanye west is a republican i think he's if you ever see the old you ever see the old cartoons um daffy duck that that's kanye west in cartoon form
1: yeah i'm i i, I totally concede that i'm just trying to make sense of why the hell he would meet with him which part of me actually i've said this before and maybe this is a point where it seems odd that uh, i would be the one saying this but the fact that he would just meet kanye west at mar-a-largo and just not give a shit and do seemingly the most unpresidential thing possible or the most informal thing possible is something that uh i think i don't know i guess is kind of like good old-fashioned donald trump you know (laughs) right i mean i think we should also say that uh i mean people i i well i think this is important and i i think uh you're not as interested in it, is that he's going to be marred by this for a while now. And this is really going to make, I think this is going to make,
0: I, you know, I, I don't know that he will be. I don't know that he will be. He seems pretty tough on most people. I would say, yeah, he's going to be extremely marred by this. And it's, it's probably the death knell for his, his, you know, future endeavors. Donald Trump, I don't know. He he's well, said a lot of things, and, and people have declared him, you know, dead and over with. Several times now,
1: I, yeah, maybe "mard" wasn't the right word. I meant that uh, from now on, this is going to be like, a, oh, it's
0: something that's going. It's something that's going to be brought up during the primaries. I promise you that.
1: Yeah, this is going to be like a weird asterisk. I probably more so that uh, people are going to say that. Okay, well, you met with Nick fuentes this Holocaust denier, which, <laughs> Kanye West, <laughs> yeah, which it's, and some English fruit. Yeah, one of the things I also kind of wonder about this is that uh, would there be as much of an upheaval if he just met with Kanye West and not Nick Fuentes? And I don't think there would be. No, either.
0: no, there definitely would not be.
1: Which I think does kind of tell you everything you need to know as far as him meeting, I'd kind of which people kept saying, and this is where people are speculating whether or not he actually knew who Nick Fuentes was, and I don't think he knew who Nick Fuentes was.
0: I think he had like a, he'd heard the name before. He was kind of like me when I first heard of Nick Fuentes. He didn't know what a groeper was, probably. He didn't know anything about the guy. People talk shit about him, but then again, they talk shit about Donald Trump. And so he was kind. Of, maybe he took my position. I'll I'll talk to the guy. I'll hear the guy out. I won't let other people tell me what my opinion is going to be.
1: Yeah. Like this is this kind of gets to it. And I guess this the Washington Journal editorial board put up this, or this is part of what they put out. And they said, Mr. Trump hasn't admitted his mistake in hosting the men or or distance himself from the odious view of Mr. Fuentes. Instead, Mr. Trump portrayed himself as an innocent who who was taken advantage of by Mr. Trump. This is all too typical of Mr. Trump's behavior as president. He usually ducked responsibility and never did manage to denounce the Proud Boys, the Oath Keepers, others who who have resorted to uh, divisive divisive uh, racial. Uh, and, and,
0: uh, I have to be honest with you. I support the Proud Boys and I support the uh, I don't know as much about the Oath Keepers, but I have no problem with the Oath Keepers, but I, I I fully support the Proud Boys. The Proud Boys aren't burning cities down. The Proud Boys aren't attacking innocent people in the streets. Uh, the Proud Boys, they keep calling them these racist Nazis. For a while, their leader was black. He must have been one of those black racist Nazis.
1: Yeah, well, I, I think my point there is that uh, I've heard a bunch of uh, a bunch of the stuff I've read has basically said something to the effect of that, uh, oh, well, it's obviously the case that uh, Donald Trump didn't know who Nick Fuentes was, but given that uh, he he let in someone like Kanye West and had such like a, I guess, such a loose sort of, uh, uh, his, his way of kind of, uh, I guess, courting people so loose that uh, this shows that how problematic he is. And I'm like, well, I mean, I don't think that's quite as bad as people think it is. I mean, they, I, they,
0: should, they should have rolled Kanye West in to see Donald Trump, especially somebody of an important man like Donald Trump, they should have rolled Kanye West in a, one of those fucking Hannibal Lecter. Uh, um, <laughs> one, of those, one of those Hannibal Lecter dollies with his fucking face mask on so I couldn't bite him.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I guess my point there was that I kept hearing a lot of people say that, uh, well, Donald Trump. Nick uh, Kanye West in, and even though he made clear that he didn't support their views, and it was all an accident, it's still pretty bad. And I don't think that's actually quite that
0: bad. <laughs> it's not that bad. So he, you know, he Donald Trump's an old man. He doesn't know everything. Everybody thinks he knows. And uh, I mean, people call everybody a boomer. He really is a boomer. He is. He is a. He's a baby boomer. And he falls into that. He's in his seventies and. He is the definition of a baby boomer he doesn't know shit I mean his big his big understanding of the internet is was saying you know putting out tweets in the middle of the night um he doesn't know shit there's a lot of things he doesn't know
1: yeah which um yeah I, I think that's true I mean
0: that's that's true about Mitch McConnell that's true about um, Nancy Pelosi. That's true. A lot about anybody that's in their seventies or eighties. They don't. I mean, most of them, not all of them. There's a few exceptions, but most people that have reached that age, they don't know a whole lot about what's going on in the internet world. And you know, people like gropers. I, I just, I just recently myself, uh, I kept hearing the word groiper, and I'm like, what the fuck is a groiper? First, I thought they were saying groper. I thought it was part. It was you know, I first heard the word during the the you know so called me too movement and so i thought they were saying groper like you know people go around groping people but no groiper and uh i found mm. out pretty quickly that groipers are a bunch of dipshits
1: yeah which uh you referenced mitch mcconnell and this is a another kind of angle that i find interesting is that it seems to be that a lot of republicans are trying to basically or a lot of the republicans that don't want to see donald trump and some of these people uh, actually supported him beforehand, but. Uh, They're using this as kind of a foray to basically get rid of him and just say that he's a horrible anti-Semite or something, which this comes from this is what Mitch McConnell said. And this is from CNBC. It says, as by a reporter, if he would support Trump, if Trump won the 2024 GOP presidential nomination, McConnell reiterated his statement about there being no room in the party for anti-Semitism or white supremacy. And this is kind of fucking stupid because you're basically. I remember Paul Ryan would do this, where during the during the campaign of 2016, he would lay down the kitchen sink that oh, Donald Trump's this horrible person. He yeah, do...
0: how'd that work out for him?
1: Yeah, and um, and then and then it and then it became and then it was the case that he actually won and he in effect somewhat had a, he really did have egg on his face, you know. And it yeah. Probably...
0: So so did uh, so did Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz really hurt himself.
1: Yeah, and this is probably going to be the same thing for people like Mitch McConnell. That you say the fucking worst things about these people because you want them to be gone. With well, you when the-
0: you when you start using the tactics of the left, I lose all respect for you. When you start talking that everybody's a, you don't like is a white supremacist or an anti semite or whatever, or they're racist or they're you know transphobe or whatever, that's that's when I write you off. And so uh, I, I lose a lot of respect for Mitch McConnell. First of all a side note if you're that rich and powerful can you get a fucking facelift so you don't look like a goddamn turtle i mean jesus christ he's got like he's got like 20 chins get yeah fucking facelift but but using the, the the tactics of the left makes me lose all respect for him and anybody else that doesn't
1: yeah i think this kind of goes back to my point of why i'm not as uh i don't know as uh as outraged over what what donald trump did in that uh it's the case that uh, okay, well, now these the same people that uh, he was going against, or that the the Republicans are ultimately antithetical to a lot of the populism, are ultimately are the same ones saying that uh, oh well, he's this horrible racist, and he should. Well, well I, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not upset about it. I just think it was stupid. Yeah, right. I think it probably was stupid on some level as well. Yeah,
0: I just think it was I, fucking I, stupid. I, I'm not like shocked or. I don't think that Donald Trump runs around in a fucking hooded robe uh, or a swastikas. I just think he's, I just think it was a really fucking boneheaded move.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's also the case that, uh, I mean, I've already read off kind of what the description of what uh, their, con- or the description of their conversation is. It basically was stuff that I liked. I mean, they were essentially just telling him that, look, you sound, you sound uh, like you're kind of uh, moderating yourself or that uh, someone's someone's more, someone in your uh, campaign is mediating what you're saying and you should just speak off the cusp and that's how you're going to win,
0: you know? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. That, that's, that stuff is good. That stuff is golden. That advice is golden. Kanye West saying let's run as running mates is just fucking is, is another feather in his crazy cap.
1: Right. Yeah. That's uh well, I, I was going to say that uh, and Donald Trump even made this point when he was uh I guess giving a, I, I guess not quite, I mean, he didn't really outright condemn them, which uh, people were kind of mad at, which people were saying that, uh, oh, well, this shows that he's trying to be loyal to the base or trying to galvanize the base or not trying to ostracize anyone. But uh, he basically, he made the point that, look, they did not say controversial things at that dinner, you know. <laughs> and think- I'm,
0: so, I'm so sick of everybody saying to, to, for us to be happy with you, you have to go out of your way to condemn people or condemn groups. It's like, shut the fuck up already. When do you tell a, po- a black politician he has to th- condemn Black Lives Matter? I, I I never hear anybody say that.
1: Yeah. Well, this is one of the things that I find kind of interesting. And because Ron DeSantis is yet to uh, speak on this whatsoever, you know, right. which makes me wonder. There's kind of a couple things to it that I guess I like it because he realizes that, OK, well, this is just the outrage mob and the herd wants me to do this. So I'm just going to be oblivious. I'm just going to I guess just be a different to it, and there's also the aspect of.
0: But he also might be seeing which way the wind blows before he opens his mouth.
1: That could be, but uh, I I guess the other thing that uh, by their own standards, and I've heard there was a New Yorker article that kind of made this point, but it seems like Ron DeSantis, by by kind of these uh, I don't know these BS kind of media standards, him not condemning him being such a I guess a salient politician shows that oh he's ultimately kind of culpable in this, which. It seems like inadvertently Donald or Ron DeSantis not not uh, condemning Trump over this kind of raises his stock and that he's going against kind of like the PC conferred, which says that you need to make clear that you're against this and the party has no things for this and the party has is not a uh, conduit for this. And if not, then you're ultimately drumming it up, you know. Right. I don't know if you quite see it that way as well, but uh, I think it's also a good I, I think it's a good sign that Ron DeSantis has not commented on this. yet, which it also could be kind of your your idea of he's 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 just seeing where the wind blows it could be that uh, if he starts condemning donald trump then it's going to be the case that uh, i guess a lot of kind of the gop a lot of the gop base can say that uh, oh well you're willing to play into kind of this cancel culture so what's wrong with you you know right which
0: yeah he, he might be seeing how this plays out before he decides what he's going to do or what he's going to say yeah I, I'm not saying that's the case, but it's I think it's a strong possibility.
1: yeah, well, it kind of goes to there was a Washington Post article that did analysis on this, which I actually somewhat agreed with, especially given that he has yet to outright condemn uh, Nick Fuentes. but it was actually you know i I'll, I'll just read it. it's a short paragraph it says. This, not the anti-Semitism as such, is the GOP's problem with Trump. It's that Trump has always been desperate to send signal to his base of support that he agrees with and loves them, that his political instincts has always centered on stoking loyalty from his most energetic supporters, a tactic that helped him narrowly win the presidency in 2016. These have worried uh, about, uh, about party primaries adopting, adopted a similar policy of declining to confront Trump's base, which is why the response to controversies has constantly been silence which I guess it kind of, I mean, I guess this is something I like where you just play with the base and you just say the most, I guess the most politically incorrect stuff ever, or kind of the most right-wing stuff ever, you know? Right. And it seems like that's what I like, but it's also basically what's drumming up this and that uh, he doesn't mind meeting some of these people. And if it's the case that uh, they want these people to be condemned, he won't condemn them. You know, right. it does seem like that the GOP is probably going to have to inherit this for a while. And that could be what's, Maybe, maybe I like that Ron DeSantis is willing to play, is willing to play ball with this. Given that uh, it shows that uh, the the base is everything, but it also is kind of problematic, and that or it could also be somewhat problematic in the sense that uh, well, some of these people are pretty toxic and you don't want to really be associated with them and not condemning them means that you're going to have some sort of or to a lot of people is going to be interpreted as you having some sort of weird association with them or at least yeah,
0: yeah but you can't you can't the, the right can't allow themselves to be bullied into disassociating themselves with anybody that the left doesn't like yeah you know, we can't let them decide who's going to who we're going to you know it's, it's like oh you, you, you have to do this or it's like when they told Nancy Pelosi Nancy Pelosi I can't stand Nancy Pelosi but I was very I was I was a very big fan of her going to I was very proud of her for going to Taiwan, whether whether China liked it or not. And she did it whether the White House liked it or not. And you can't let not only can you not let another bully, not another bully, not only can you not let another country bully you into your foreign policies and what you do and tell you dictate to you what you can and can't do and where you can and can't go. You also can't let the other political party do that
1: right yeah I, I totally agree with it, it
0: I'll, I'll tell you what we'll 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 denounce whoever you want us to denounce when you denounce black lives matter and when you denounce antifa completely
1: yeah obviously the the kind of radicalization in the country is a one-way streak to most of the media which is obviously a pretty big problem especially when it's the case that uh we'll probably do a more in i don't I mean I, I guess at one point we'll do a more in-depth kind of kanye west thing especially if uh he gets more attention but also a big a big kind of uh i remember somebody made this point that uh you know kanye west people are trying to uh mar the right and say that oh this just conveys anti-semitism but it's also the fact that this is kind of this has been a chorus of like prominent black voices saying particularly anti-semitic stuff and yeah of course this probably this doesn't really speak as much to the right as it just does that blacks proper are just, it's just very anti-Semitic.
0: Anti-Semitism is very, very, very popular in the black community. Again, I, I don't know why. The only thing I can speculate, and I've speculated on this before, the only thing that I can think of is that they're simply jealous. They're jealous of the Jews. They see the Jews went through horrific things in history and came out smelling like a rose. Came out the captains of industry, came out uh, the leaders in society, um and they they went through bad things and and they're not you know they're not faring so well and so the only thing i can the only thing that i can chalk it up to is just pure and, and unadulterated jealousy
1: um i think it's there's a part of that it's obviously i don't know G's being chosen people and they're like oh well actually we're the chosen people i also think there's <laughs> yeah. I, i'm trying to think that a a bigger part of this is that... The, the
0: chosen people would never be a Chuck E. Cheese beating the shit out of each other with one hand while they're holding a baby
1: in the other arm. Well, I agree. But <laughs> I, I think a bigger I think a bigger thing driving the anti Semitism is just that black people are just so likely to be anti Semit or so likely to be conspiratorial and conspiracies, a lot of them if you're if you have a conspiracy mindset, you're just so much more likely to be the anti Semitic. I think yeah thats not
0: that, that isn't fun. that don't you find that strange? I've always found that strange that People that are really conspiratorial minded, all their conspiracies eventually lead back to Israel and the Jews. I've always found that so fucking bizarre. I, I really, I really don't understand where that comes from. Very, yeah. very strange.
1: Yeah, I think it's more so that uh, for whatever reason that uh, Jews are just—I don't know—that you can think of a group of people and you can think of them as just more menacing. And uh, I think that's—I
0: don't—I don't think of Jews as well, menacing. I think of them as intelligent successful people
1: <laughs> yeah and obviously obviously i'm not either I, i'm just saying that's a, I think for whatever reason it's much more easy it's i don't know it, for some reason it's much more uh it's easy for people to do that i'm not quite sure what exactly, what well, exactly. by
0: the way full 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 uh you know full um full transparency i'm half jewish so I, I do have some bias but still even if i wasn't i don't i don't think that would change my mind
1: yeah, kind of wondering if uh, I kind of want to pivot a bit because this is where I'm. This is one of the things I'm very interested in, and it's ultimately a conspiracy theory. But I think it actually has some. I think it has a lot of validity. But there's there's a take going around, and I think Laura Loomer wrote a big essay on this. And Laura Loomer is a pretty controversial person. I think she just spoke at American Renaissance. The American she,
0: she, she's a little crazy herself. She's not as crazy as Kanye West, but she's a little she's a little unhinged.
1: She had this theory that uh, I think it actually checks off, checks some boxes. And Miley said something today or yesterday that I think actually gives it that I think it gives it much confers much more validity on it. But Con- people are speculating that Miley has basically before this, he, I guess, became an unpaid intern for Marjorie Taylor Greene and was seen uh, out and about with her. Uh-huh. and he's also made statements that donald trump basically ruined his life and he's gonna have now he's gonna have this major grudge against him and he's gonna make it his life's mission to just fuck him up who said and, this but just let me uh, say a little bit more on it no 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 so, who,
0: who, who said this
1: miley Oh, okay or something to that effect but uh, okay he also he's he's notorious for holding grudges i think at one point in a live stream he held up a I guess, his little dirty book. And he said, oh, well, this has all the secrets of people or this has uh, all the kind of uh, bad news on people that uh, I've associated with. So if they ever want to screw me over, then they're also going to get really screwed over. But people are speculating that basically uh, Malianopolis kind of recent endeavors and a political, I guess, being a, a I guess kind of a pretty notable notable politico. It's ultimately just him trying to really spearhead and fuck up the kind of populist right because he thought they fucked up his career, so he's getting revenge.
0: And well, I, I will say that he was um he was he was on the right. He was a conservative in the UK before he came to the United States.
1: <laughs> yeah, he kind of did more he's always been more of like a culture warrior type. I mean, you can watch the old uh, I think Channel Four debate yeah there's a
0: show called there's a show there's a political show called uh and it's the guy that uh, that hosts his name is Nikki campbell n-i-k-k-i i -I, I think uh campbell c-a-m-b-l-e-l-l um something like that and uh it's called the big question or the big questions i forget which and uh, i became familiar with it on youtube and uh, it's a political discussion. It has a it has a huge group of people, like an audience, and then at the at the and, and it's like kind of like bleached seats, and then the first two or three rows are a first definitely the first row, maybe the second or third row, is notable people, and he was always one of the notable people.
1: Yeah, I think uh, i mercy seeing clips. He also did more kind of direct debates with people on Channel Four, where he's just he's being basically just very very being very very anti feminist is also this kind of in this kind of uh, flamboyant gay persona
0: right
1: um, so people are speculating that and i, I should say before i find my Yiannopoulos just to be a very duplicitous and very unscrupulous character i think he he started out with the shtick that uh i'm a quarter jewish he said that his maternal grandmother is jewish he said that he he likes having sex with black muslim guys And obviously, it's the case that that makes him gay. And I basically just interpreted this as him basically using the left's logic against them and him basically saying that, oh, well, I check all the boxes of oppressed identity. So therefore, I can say whatever I want. And I think that was basically how this character was concocted. And he seemed to basically jettison the gay shtick, saying that he cured his homosexuality. And now... (laughs) Is that what he's saying now? Now he's not saying that he was ever a quarter Jewish. So this is really just a really duplicitous character.
0: Which, yeah, he's a, he's a he's he's somebody that can't be trusted. Yeah, which this you is know, where you, I, know, you know you know when I knew he couldn't be trusted? When he would go have speeches at, at universities for conservatives and show up and drag and put put makeup on while he's up there at the podium.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I think he was just ultimately trying to like uh, I guess just do all the archetypal liberal stuff while ultimately just jet ultimately just jettisoning all of it and uh undercutting it and it was viewed i guess him doing that's more amenable to actually accomplishing that or him being this flamboyant gay guy is just more amenable to that but mm. this is where i'm I'm very interested in this and this this makes me think that he screwed him over. this makes me think that uh this is all just a ploy by a uh, milianopolis just to fuck over donald trump and he's really the one he's really the kind of the one orchestrating all of this and this is all I guess, ultimately kind of a conspiracy. And this is what he told NBC. He said, I wanted to show Trump the kind of talent that he's missing out on by allowing his terrible handlers to dictate who he can and can't hang out with. Yiannopoulos told NBC News. I also wanted to send a message to Trump that he has systematically repeatedly neglected, ignored, abused the people who love him the most. The people who put him in office and that, that kind of behavior come back, comes back to bite you in the end, he added. And Yiannopoulos said he arranged the dinner just to make Trump's, Trump's life miserable because news of the dinner would leak and Trump would mishandle it. Mm. So here's where this is very, very odd to me. He's basically saying that, uh, oh, well, I did this because you screwed over the base, uh, your very loyal base. So I inflicted your base on you and by way of a dinner, which makes no sense because you're saying that, uh, oh, well, I... I basically marred you because I inflicted the base upon you that you neglected by having them have dinner with you. So, you know, it makes no sense because if this base is so evil and repugnant in the first place that he can't, he can't associate with them without getting in trouble. And you're going to, you're going to ultimately have dinner with them. You know, Well, I don't don't (laughs) think he's saying
0: they're evil and repugnant. I'm thinking, I'm saying that I think that he, that the, the public sees them as evil and repugnant. And so that's what he, I think that's what he means.
1: Yeah, that's my that's my point. But it's that uh, you supposedly neglected the base by not giving them enough red meat or kind of ignoring them. So now it's going to be the case that uh, we're going to put you front and center with that base to make you look bad. It seems like a contradiction because it seems like if he's <laughs> if he's fought or if he's uh, in cahoots with the base and actually meets or kind of the more deplorable base that uh, or at least a lot of people would see it that way. Yeah. That he's going to be marred by that, and I guess it would ultimately be him being kind of attentive to them. But if not, then he's also going to he's also going to do he's also going to inflict the base on them. It's very Mm -hmm. convoluted and really contradictory what he's getting at here, you know, which just makes it seem like uh, that he's basically I mean, he, he explicitly says this, that he basically met the most deplorable people known to man just so Donald Trump would get in trouble for it just because he didn't do enough for the base. That makes no fucking sense, you know.
0: Yeah, but if if my, well, my, again, my, Milo Yiannopoulos can't be can't be trusted. He's he's very he's he's got a very sick and twisted sense of humor and, and morality, and I'm I'm not really that surprised, to be honest with you. I'm not I'm not surprised he would do something like that. Um, you know, he's he's Milo Yiannopoulos is out for himself, and first and foremost, and everybody else is an extremely distant second. So I'm not I'm not surprised at all. I'm not surprised in the slightest. Now, Trump, after the little conversation, and now that he knows what he knows, he needs to distance himself from all three of these people and never speak to the, any of them again. Whether he will or not, I don't know. But especially after what Milo said, and especially after the conversation that he had with with Kanye West, he has absolutely no reason to associate with either one of those guys. Uh, Nick Fuentes, I mean, now that he knows what he knows, it's up to him
1: yeah which i think one of the things i wonder <laughs> i wonder about this is that this seemed to give very good validity that uh Con- that milianopolis is obviously the one that was able to kind of uh i guess kind of a swoop up uh, kanye west and he ultimately kind of connected him with nick fuentes which obviously it might have been the case that maybe he wasn't like the ultimate puppet master because he likely kanye west uh, or donald trump likely agreed to a meeting uh with him before he had even kind of, uh, run into Malianopoulos. And right. The it was the case that, uh, he, pro- this probably would have been baggage. Uh, this probably would have bogged him if, uh, this, this probably would have bogged him if he hadn't met with Dick Fuentes but I don't think to the same extent, you know, which it, I, I, I think it really makes you wonder if Malianopoulos that, uh, and I obviously said this before, but he's made, he's made clear that in past comments that he has a vendetta against Donald Trump and wants to destroy him they were actually there were there were i'm not quite sure if these were tweets or some messages or if these were private messages i think he might have sent them publicly uh talking about how kanye west is some gay black guy and just saying a bunch of horrible stuff about him <laughs> and months after making these comments he was well, able
0: any, to- you know that's possible with kanye west i don't i don't think that any possibility is off the table could it yeah. be that kanye, kanye is is either gay or bisexual or just crazy, and, you know. Never don't know what he'll do. Uh, very possible, I think.
1: Yeah, but right, which it it really just makes yeah, which it, it it just makes you wonder, like how the fuck? I mean, I guess these people are just all fucking crazy, so or Kanye in particular. So he's just going to do crazy shit like this, you know. Let it go, right. I'm your campaign campaign manager who said horrible things about you. But it really does seem like that he's just orchestrating this can that this is. Ultimately, kind of uh, Milo Yiannopoulos really conspired against Trump because uh, he feels like he was slated and he feels like his career was ruined by Donald Trump. Yeah,
0: yeah we said that. Yep. So so basically, Trump needs to distance himself from Milo And I think he needs to distance himself from all three, but especially Milo Yiannopoulos because he said, I want to take Donald Trump down. Anybody that says they want to take you down, you might want to distance yourself from them so they don't get the opportunity.
1: Right. Which, I mean, obviously it's a trivial point that he should distance himself from those three. And I don't think he's... I think, I mean, obviously Kanye West, just being a black Republican, he's had uh, uh, interactions with... I'm sure he's known who's... He knew who Mylanopoulos was before this. Right. But uh, one of the things I worry about, and it's kind of the... People could view it as ridiculous, but if, if Donald Trump ultimately kind of really diverges... I guess from these people, could it be the case that he ultimately kind of goes back to what his kind of like, uh, I guess his camp, his official campaign advisors are doing and just, just kind of go into more kind of formal stuff. And I guess try to be more presidential as he, as if if he
0: does that, that'll be a recipe for disaster. Yeah. That's the one thing that they're right about. That's the one thing that Nick Fuentes is right about people, his base want him to be who he was at the beginning. They don't want him to morph into some, you know, empty suit politician like the rest of them. We've already got that. We've got that in spades. We've got that coming out of our ears. We don't need another one.
1: Yeah. And obviously, I think we both like the thing we like boast about Donald Trump is that he'll just be kind of a loose. He'll just be like a bull in a China shop and and just just go after so many people. And just gets so many people obsessed with him, and I think that's his best quality. Which yeah, some people don't he,
0: he says whatever the hell he wants to say about whoever he wants to say it about, however he wants to say it, and he doesn't worry about it,
1: right? Which I I think kind of the last thing I discussed this a little bit, and I don't think you're quite as interested in this, but I am. It's that what's next for Nick Fuentes after this?
0: Yeah, like, I, I could I couldn't care less what's next for Nick Fuentes. He's he's irrelevant to me. Okay. And so I, is, I, so is Kanye West and all, all three of them. Milo Kanye West, and Nick Fuentes. Um, I barely know who Nick Fuentes is. I know a little bit about him, but from what I've seen, I, I really couldn't care less what he does.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're obviously, I, I think, I guess, once again, maybe why I'm just more interested in the story than you are. And I should say that I'm not, I'm not a Nick Fuentes fan. That's. A, I hope that's clear. I think yeah. uh, he really is a repugnant anti-Semite, and so why
0: lot... would so why would you care? I mean, I I, I believe you. I, I believe you're not a Nick Fuentes fan. So, but then I come to my question: Well, then, why do you why do you care what he does in the future?
1: It's not a care; it's an interest. I know, well, but why? Well, I've always been interested in kind of these like weird, dissident right figures and what they do.
0: Oh, uh, I'm not so much. Not so much me. It it depends. If I if I think that they're in line with some of my beliefs, okay. But if I think that they're just totally off the reservation and they're just they're you know too far too far gone, yeah. then I just uh, I just write them off and that's the end of it. Yeah, and that's definitely what I've done with Nick Fuentes and I and it's it's really Milo Yiannopoulos destroyed himself when Milo Yiannopoulos talked about how when he was twelve or thirteen he had sex with a man in his thirties. And how great it was.
1: Yeah. yeah. That was that was pretty much the end of him. That's what kind of induced his canceling. And uh, probably rightfully so. I will say yeah. that uh, I don't think that actually happened. I think it was something like uh, he was a Catholic priest. Or he claimed that he was molested by a Catholic priest. But he didn't know if it was uh, molestation because he enjoyed it. Which... I guess part of me wonders if he – I always wonder if he did that because he was just being a tongue-in-cheek character and just wanted to say a bunch of crazy shit and just be a provocateur or if it was more so he was saying that, uh, oh, well, look how fucked up us gay people are that we enjoy uh, having sex with a Catholic priest. And that in effect shows that uh, I guess the Catholic – I guess the debacle around uh, – or Catholic priest, I guess having sex with kid isn't that bad because a lot of these people probably were gay to begin with. Which well, I've seen,
0: I have seen a lot of, you know, not a lot like as if I was in the community, but I've seen a lot of stuff about how gay guys like like boys and stuff like that, and so,
1: so maybe, yeah, I should say what I think's gonna he happen- he, ha-
0: he has said anybody that's gay should know I'm telling the truth.
1: Yeah, which I think so, is, I think is probably just him with his right-wing persona just taking snipes. at uh, I, guess I, don't, I don't know. It's, uh, I, I guess one of the things that I'm wondering that I think will happen with Nick Fuentes is that he'll ultimately become this... Uh, I think he'll become more of a boogeyman and someone like David Duke, which they'll typically bog down the right and say that, oh, well, you're affiliated with David Duke. David Duke's a Republican. I think it'll become more likely that now people will say that I guess that'll be superseded, and now people use Nick Fuentes' his name. You know,
0: I, I doubt it. I think most people have about as much interest in Nick Fuentes as I do.
1: Right. David David Duke
0: was a politician. David Duke was uh, the head of the KKK. He he had a lot of salience. He, he had to, he had some things going on. Yeah, um, Nick Fuentes not so much. Yeah. Nick Fuentes' popularity and power is all uh, smoke and mirrors. He he doesn't have any real power or influence.
1: I agree with that. I think he can still kind of weirdly drum himself up. I should say with David Duke, and this is what a lot of people don't understand: is that David Duke actually almost became a governor of a state. Right. He was three points away from becoming governor of, or the, I think the the final tally in I think he ran in '94 for Louisiana governor. I can't. Remember. Yeah, I think it was ninety four. Well,
0: I honestly 94. don't remember.
1: Yeah, 94, two, ninety four. I'm not quite sure, but uh, he. It's actually kind of people forget this, but uh, I think the popular vote ended up. I think there were three big candidates, and David Duke had thirty one percent of the popular vote, and the other guy had thirty four percent. Which it's kind of crazy to imagine that uh, a state would have elected a cake, a KKK Grand Wizard as their governor, especially someone as unhinged as David Duke. But,
0: well, he he's another one that's destroyed himself, destroyed his career from the very beginning. And, and nobody really cares about him one way or the other. <clears throat> Excuse yeah. me. So, to me, there's certain people that the only reason why people listen to them, are cons- or the only reason why that they're still in the limelight, is because people keep talking about them. I, I don't talk about them. I don't talk about David Duke. I don't talk about Nick Fuentes. I don't talk about Kanye West for the most part. I don't talk about uh Milola and because they've rendered themselves completely irrelevant, yeah, and what they want I think they want to be noticed i think want they want people to talk about them and i I just have no interest in any of them um i may we may do a show in the future about how crazy Kanye West is. It's more of a just a fun goof show, but um. But not about Melonianapolis or, or Nick Fuentes. I, I couldn't give I don't give a fuck about either one of those guys. They're they're not even worth worth the time or effort.
1: Yeah. Well we did ask a decent bit to I, I should say kind of uh maybe bookending this episode is that uh, I think we we've had I guess three people on who had kind of direct contact with him. Yeah. And we kind of asked about them kind of making fun of them. Or more so just kind of making fun of Nick Fuentes and kind of what they thought about him. And just, right. And then I were obviously referring to Jacob Wall, uh, Joseph Ford Cotto and Paul Godfrey. And uh, I d- actually don't know if we discussed him with Paul Godfrey. Oh, I was thinking of Halsey English, uh, Cotto and uh, um, Jacob Wall, but uh, Correct. none of them had really, none of them really had any sort of rosy opinions of him. I think right. he, more so that uh, he's particularly good at drumming himself up. But other than that, he's kind of represents just lunatic views. Right. But uh Yeah, I once again, I'm I am particularly interested to see what happens with Donald Trump here. I think this will ultimately be kind of like what people say. Oh, well, you said uh, uh, Nazis are people, which that's one. I hope I hope people listening to this know that's a farce and really just a dud in that when he said the fine people thing, the next sentence said, I'm not talking about those neo-Nazis. So, Yeah,
0: yeah, he didn't say Nazis. He said he said, I'm sure there were fine people on both sides. And then he clarified, but of course when they put the news out, they they clipped off the part where he clarified.
1: Yeah, the next sentence he literally said that people seemed to think that he was talking, saying that oh, well you can be, I don't know, some crazy guy at Charlottesville and be a good person. And his point was that I'm not talking about those neo-Nazis which I think he it's just kind of an aside. I think he meant more so there that uh, he was talking merely about people that uh, don't want Confederate statues taken down. You right. Know, I exactly. Guess was the impetus for that. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think we probably fleshed this out <laughs> enough. I ain't. think
0: so. I'm surprised we went this long. I I had my uh, reservations about talking about this because I just didn't see what kind of conversation would come out of it. You know, whether it would be worth worth time or effort. But it hasn't gone too bad. Uh, we've gone over an hour, um, a little over an hour. So it's worked out pretty well. Um, but unless you have something else to say, I th- I think we can wrap it up.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is probably, regardless, this is probably a farce for Donald Trump, and I, <laughs> I don't really know what what else to say about it other than that. But uh, we'll have to see how much uh, what the reaction is. And uh, as I said, I think this will probably people will try to use this to kind of bog down Donald Trump, and they'll associate. Oh, of with course. It well, but uh, yeah, it,
0: it, yeah, it won't even it won't even start in the general election. It'll start in the primaries.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's pretty much all I had to say okay all right folks this has been the
0: conservative atheist i'm your host and i've been joined by my co-host brighter later and today we've been talking about donald trump at mar-a-lago on the 23rd wednesday the 23rd having a outdoor dinner with milo yiannopoulos nick fuentes and of course the crazy ass kanye west uh we've given our opinions uh you should just you know our opinions and you should uh, think about it and decide what your opinions are. Think for yourselves, though, people. Don't let other people tell you what to think, including me. Don't let me tell you what to think. You think about what you 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 work it out in your own mind and you just you come to a conclusion. Without try to be influenced by other people the least amount, the very, very least amount. So um I think that's it. You know, if you've enjoyed this episode, we have a, we drop podcast Monday through Friday. Uh, So in other words, Sunday going into Monday after 12.01 a.m. Monday morning, Eastern Standard Time or New York City time, however you prefer to look at it. And the last one goes in from Thursday night into Friday morning after 12.01 Eastern Standard Time um, or New York City time again, however you want to look at it. So the middle of the night and uh, we go anywhere from one hour to two hours to three hours, depending on the topic that we're talking about and depending on the guests that we're interviewing, we interview, we've interviewed the very famous guests and we've interviewed not so famous guests. all depends on who we're talking to. And we try to cover every topic you could possibly think of and plenty you haven't from every possible angle, from a conservative atheist perspective. So um, I actually ran into, before we continue, I actually ran into a conservative atheist who's going to start listening to the podcast. He wasn't aware of the podcast, and I spoke to him, and, and uh, this was in real life. I ran into him, uh, and uh, he was very, very interested. So that's one more listener. <laughs> All right. Um, we also have a Patreon account. Um, and we'll have live podcast, we'll have special bonus editions with live streaming. You can see what you know who we look what we look like. It's not just gonna be audio. And uh you'll all get all sorts of perks and merchandise, and the tiers start out at five dollars a month, which is basically pennies a day. Pennies a day, and you help us continue to do what we're doing. We pump out as many podcasts we we were up to like six or seven podcasts a week. So we're the hardest-working podcast on the Internet um, by far, I think. Now, before I completely go, I I never do this, but, you know, I'm a big fan of WATP. Uh, Who are these podcasts? And through them, I discovered a a group called uh, ROTC. No, not the military. It is Revenge of the CIS. Excellent podcast. I, I highly recommend it. I've caught up on all my back episodes of WATP. Who are these podcasts? And I've now started listening to Revenge of the Sis, and it's it's right up my alley, and maybe it'd be right up yours. So I would definitely, I would highly recommend that you check it out. And uh, I don't, I don't give a lot of recommendations, but it, it is absolutely excellent, in my opinion. Funny, conservative, and uh, just really good stuff. All right, so. This has been the Conservative Atheist. I appreciate everybody listening. Have a good one last thing before you go to sleep tonight. When you're laying flat on your back in your bed, staring up at the ceiling in the dark, and drifting off into, into dreamland. I want you to repeat this mantra over and over and over again conservative atheist is always right 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 right. and in the morning when you wake up you'll feel like a refreshed renewed person the the Sun will shine brighter the air will feel crisper the flowers will smell sweeter and the birds will sing your name. And all will be right with the world. And if not, maybe you're a flamboyant fruit like Milo Or a lunatic like um, Kanye West. Or a an extremist maniac like Nick Fuentes. All right, you folks. Thanks, Thanks for listening, knuckleheads. We'll talk to you next time.